Hello and welcome to episode 11 of Entrepreneur Life with me, Joel Campbell. And I am an entrepreneur. Now this technically should be episode 12 because I did episode 11 last week. Um, unfortunately, I'm going to have to make some changes to it and, and I quite liked it. It was a bit of a weird episode. Um, Paul's going to kill me for this because it means he's going to have to edit again very, very fast. But episode 11, I actually filmed at home last week um, on a Sunday evening because a lot had happened on the Friday. I'd come back from Shepton Malik Prison quite late, so I was quite tired. So I didn't film it on the Friday, did it on the Sunday. And it was quite an emotional, well, quite an emotive one, I would say. Not so, not so much emotional, but quite emotive driven. And uh, Yeah, and unfortunately, I talked about some things in there after looking at one of our contracts, one of the challenges we're having with the current supplier. Um, and I said some things in there that I, I'm not allowed to divulge or disclose at this stage. So I'm going to have to kind of redo that. And again, as I've said about before, the thing with this podcast is it's live. It's happening right now. I'm only currently actually a week in advance. So this episode now will be out next week. Doesn't give me a lot of room to maneuver. I can talk about some things, but not about others. Um, and that's, you know, again, where it's, I just have to be a little bit careful what I'm doing. But Let's crack on because it's been one hell of a fucking week, not just for us, but just nationally. We've had everything going on with um, with Boris Johnson. We've had everything going on there in the Conservative Party with all the regulations, with all the changes. Um, so that's been obviously taking over the news this week. There's still that levelling of price rises. They have slowed, but they're still they're still moving. Been fascinated this week to watch Tesco's in terms of how they've taken their stand around their brand and about trying not to about not supplying things that are too expensive. So that's been interesting to watch. Big big brand push there, I think, from Tesco's. Um, uh, been looking at the energy prices again. Been, been sort of on the back burner of the news because of obviously everything that's happening with the government. But those prices look like they're rising again in December. Ridiculously fucking expensive, and fuel's about to tip over the two pound mark. I think for everybody. So it's, um, yeah, there's a, there's a lot kind of going on there and that's external. So inside our business, there's been shitloads happening. Um, and I, I'm not 100% exactly sure where to start. I mean, I guess let's start, um, let's start at the top and we'll work our way down and then we'll, we'll work our way back up again. So Lauren started her first week this week as our, as our attraction director. I think she's had a bit of a baptism by fire. She's had a load of shit to deal with. She's had a load of positive things to deal with. She's doing work on you know, developments and uh, everything from day-to-day stuff all the way through to future developments and, and sort of financial planning and stuff like that. So she's doing pretty well. Um, I think she would... Um, be quite happy. I think she is quite happy with the first week she's had. Um, I'm quite happy with the first week she had, so that's positive. Um, the team have really wrapped around her across the across the entire division, so I was really really happy that that that's worked really well. It's one of the reasons why I love bringing it, it up up leveling up leveling. I'm not sure that's the right word. Um, that's one of the reasons why I love promoting from within. I think there's a, many good reasons to to grow your people internally and promote them upwards um, as opposed to bringing people in. I think what you what you miss when you do that is you don't necessarily get a fresh set of ideas in quite the same way and, and you do have to at some point bring people in externally so you keep that um, I, I guess that sort of freshness that that, that regenerating of, of, of different ideas coming through different ways of doing things. 
in the same breath, our team are getting pretty good at going out and seeing other organizations, other businesses, building partnerships, and sharing good working practices in the industry. So, so that also helps bring in fresh ideas, and they're, they're pretty forward thinking. I try and drive them to entrepreneurial, so to continuously challenge what they're doing, what each other's doing, what the business is doing, and look for different solutions. And if we're coming up against the same problem over and over and over, we need to change what we're doing because clearly it's not working. Um, so yes, yeah, so that, that's worked quite well this week. Um, I think as we, we sort of float down into the next level, um, uh, Charlie at Shepton's had, a, had, a, had a, again, working really hard, driving that side forwards, bringing their team together and starting to consider what the development there would look like as well as day-to-day -day development work. So Shepton's been doing really well, I've been really pleased, been really busy for schools and tours and such like that. Um, and everything they do is just operationally there. So, so that's been working well. Shrewsbury, we're about to employ a site manager. I, I tell a lie. We're about to advertise for a site manager. So by the time this goes out, the ad for site manager should have gone out. Um, it's going to be a four-day week, which I'm really pleased about. We, we, we discussed this long and hard about how many days it should be. We're going to go for four days, five days. And by moving the site manager to four days, it means that we are only going to have one employee in the entirety of Shrewsbury Prison on five days. Everybody else is on four-day weeks. And I'm really pleased about that because I never thought as an attraction we'd be able to get people to four-day weeks, um, but we have. And it's not really had a huge impact in the business delivery. Um, I might talk a little bit about four-day weeks in, in a bit, but this really isn't necessarily the platform for that today. Um, so I'm really good about, really pleased about that, and I'm really looking forward to seeing what kind of applicants we get for for, for a manager at Shrewsbury Prison. Um, we may well have internal applicants. I think we'll get a fair chunk of external applicants, or at least I, 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 that's our plan. And we'll look to, you know, potentially if, if there's nobody in-house for it, we'll, we'll obviously look to, look to bring somebody externally for it, which is very exciting because it brings in again that fresh blood, fresh ideas, fresh challenges. And we've got some, you know, we've got some aggressive growth that we want to do at Shrewsbury Prison. Um, some big aspirations, some big, big costs. So I need to figure that bit out. Um, but yeah, you know, that's, that's, that's something quite positive. I think when we look at the teams in the attraction division, they're doing really well. They're working really, really hard. I've seen the team at Shrewsbury and at Shepton over the last week. Um, and, you know, they've really been grinding and getting in and doing the hard graft. And I've just, even things like I've, I've just watched them stripping the escape rooms, ready for the new escape rooms to go in. And, you know, they're, they're pretty messy, some of the, some of the cells. They're pretty grotty, you know, where they used to have prisoners in for 400 odd years or 200 years. And, um, you know, they've been left for, for now six, seven years since, since it's been closed. Obviously, we do clean them, but these guys have had to deep clean these places, redecorate and stuff like that. So they're looking really good. So lots of hard work happening there. It's been relatively busy at both sites in, in, in different, um, uh, with different groups and schools and um, uh, corporate clients and consumers and activities and events and so on and so forth. So that's really good. So very happy at the moment with where the attraction division is and looking forward to, to some continual growth obviously coming into the summer season. Um, that's not to say it doesn't come with headaches. It does. You know, there's a variation of headaches in that. Um, one, of the, one of the challenges I've had recently is with the escape rooms. Those are about a week behind um, schedule in terms of what our expectation was. I'm not going to talk about that 
anymore in this in this platform. Um, but I will talk about it down the line. I'm not sure when at some point, and I'll, I'll you know talk through my frustrations, my challenges, and um, where I think I've gone slightly wrong with that. But anyway, they, they're they're going in next week, and uh, it shows me, and, and very shortly after in Shepton. So it, it's moving forward, which is the positive and where I'm going to leave it. Um, we recently ended our relationship with uh, an external digital media agency, um, a digital, um, yeah, digital media agency, um, which uh, dealt with all of our paid advertising. So they did the paid campaigns for Google and for social media, and they also put together the content for those campaigns so all the curative and stuff like that they wrote the content which was which was all right it wasn't wasn't amazing i think we probably could have written better content our end um, and it was a decent sized contract it wasn't a small amount of money um, i can talk about how much it was i'm not going to i don't think that would be right but it, it was it was a, a good sized contract so we could have certainly employed a couple of people off off that contract and you know, we use agencies I've talked about before because of the specialty, because that real um, clinical knowledge they have in a specific area. And because they're an agency, that's what they do. They might have multiple people with multiple skill sets, but friendly clinical in those areas. And, and you know, it'd be very cost heavy for us to replicate that. So, um, but we terminated that agreement. It was the end of the agreement. There's nothing wrong with us terminating perfectly within our, within our um, rights to terminate it. And I did it for, for a, a couple of reasons. Um, one is that they, we weren't seeing the results that we sh I felt we should be seeing. It wasn't driving the results it should be seeing. And it wasn't driving the results because when I highlighted some of the things I thought we should be doing in addition to what they were doing and where I thought that granular information is getting a little bit, you know, getting more into the detail would have a benefit. Their CEO very much disagrees with that position and took an approach of, no, we, we know what we're doing, we're the specialists and, and just kind of let's do it. And, and I, I pushed and pushed and pushed and pushed for that. And when you've got a client, when, you, when you're an agency or when, when, you're a, when you're a business and your business is servicing other businesses, so effectively your goals are to help them achieve their goals and they give you ideas and different ways of maybe doing things and looking at things, they might not be 100% correct, but they do know their business. And I think that needs to be taken into consideration in this instance. And I'm not always right by any stretch, but in this instance, I was. And, and I know I was because where we've taken that over, even over the last week since we've been taking it over, we've seen you know, really good increases in what we're doing. We've seen really good increases in terms of the income coming back in. So just those additional extras that I've been highlighting have made a big, big difference to the business and, and to the bottom line, which is really good. And just further showcased why my gut feeling, and it was a gut feeling, that I knew that we should end this contract. It wasn't just a gut feeling, a big, strong gut feeling, but also there was some intelligence behind it. I could see it, I knew it, and, and I could, I could, you know, very clearly map it and showcase where that was. So that was the first reason, and that doesn't lead me on to, but is going to lead me on to the second reason. I'm going to do what I always do. I'm going to take a pause. I'm going to drink some tea. Um, my tea's going a little bit warm, <laughs> going a little bit cold. Uh, I should say. I find in some podcasts I take proper dramatic pauses. I do take dramatic pauses. I just 
interlace them with sips of tea. Um, so <laughs> I'm such a dick. I'm I met my counsellor this morning, and um, we had a, a session this morning. My sessions are always an hour, and um, I was talking about my my prime ministerial campaign. I'll come back to that. And I said to him, look, I know I'm a dick. Um, and I said, but I'm aware I'm a dick and I'm very open about being a dick. And I don't think people will have an issue about voting for somebody who is a dick if he knows he's a dick. <laughs> it's, only when they, it's only when people don't realise they are what they are that when I think you get a problem. Um, anyway, I digress, I'll come back to that. Uh, the second reason that, that, that I left, um, that, that, that I terminated our contract, is that I didn't feel that the values within the agency matched our values. And I didn't feel that their values, more importantly, I didn't feel that their values were right. It's that simple. Um, you know, I looked at the way that they they did things. I looked at the way that they, they their their behaviour, their, their approach from the very top. Uh, I looked at the beliefs with the shareholders and, 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 and the other directors, and I just didn't like it. It was just, it just did not sit well with me. Um, and, I, and I've received an email this evening actually from, from one of them, which is, you know, a very curt email. Um, and do I just further showcase to me, I don't like that. And. I'm one of those funny people because I've got a big, big back background to me, um, which I, again I'm not going to go into here. Now, people that know me extremely well, people that have you know known me over the last couple of decades, know what I'm talking about here, and I and I have had quite a, a diverse, I'm going to say, background. I've done lots of things, and that's given me a really nice, well-rounded approach. I'm not proud of everything I've done. Um, by, by a long shot, but it's given me a nice, well-rounded approach to look at where I am now. And one of the things I'm very, very proud of, and, I'm, and I really hold myself to, is I'm extremely honest. I, I don't lie. If somebody asks me something and I don't feel I can answer, I won't lie. I will just not answer. Now, in that situation, it's quite interesting because People will try and catch you in a lie effectively or try and catch the truth by asking you a question you refuse to answer or you, you won't answer. They are, oh, you won't do it because, because you know you have to lie and therefore you're, you're condemned by your silence. Most of the time when I don't answer, it's because either I can't because of an NDA or because it's you know somebody else's personal information or it's a personal situation. Remember, we've got lots of employees, lots of things going on, lots of other businesses we work with. It's quite regular that... I will know something about an individual or a business or something that's happening that I can't divulge because it's private information. So those are the instances where I don't. There's also, um, uh, you know, IP information. There's, um, uh, you know, business information that I just can't share or showcase or I'm under contract, I'm not allowed to. So those are the things that I won't answer. And it's taken me, you know, 38 years or whatever it is to get to a point where I have got up get to a point where I am and I sleep much better at night knowing that that's 
the person I am. And I'm very, very genuine. And there might be people out here that are watching this now or watching this in the future that are saying, what a load of shit, he's the most ungenuine person. But it's true, I am. And I will tell you the way it is. I will call a spade a spade and I won't bullshit you. And if I think your idea is crap, I will tell you your idea is crap. I might sugarcoat it, I might not. I might soften it, I might not. It all depends on the conversations we're having. If I think something you're doing is wrong, I'm gonna tell you. Again, I might sugarcoat it, I might soften it. It depends on the situation. Um, but I'm not gonna just sit back, if you, especially if I'm asked, and just let things go. Um, if I'm asked my opinion, I will give it. You might not like the response. Now, because that might be short, curt, candid, I don't feel that that's my fault. I think that that's just the way I deliver it. And that's where I kind of like I'm a bit of a dick because yes, I could deliver a slightly softer response. Yes, I could be a bit more diplomatic about it, but realistically, you just want the fucking answer. And that's where I come at it from. Um, so yeah, so anyway, so one of the other reasons was I just didn't like the ethos and the the way that the the the, the, the kind of everything behind that um, with, with, with the business, with, with the contract we left. And there's a couple of companies we've worked with in the past that, that that's happened. Um, and I think that's right. You have to stay strong and true to your values. And our values are all about our people, about investing in our people, about growing our people, about developing our people, about supporting our people, about putting them first. And I don't expect every business to have exactly the same approach, but I do expect businesses and I do expect directors and senior teams and CEOs and owners to respect their people. And I do expect them to have that very, very high at their agenda level. Um, and if you don't, that's fine. That's how you want to run your business. That's your business. I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna say that's right or wrong um, in your world. The chance are we're probably just not gonna work with you. Um, and we work with a number of other companies that I really love their ethos. We work with one that I'm not gonna talk about at the moment. I'm not gonna name it, I should say, another agency. And I really like their ethos. I'm not 100%, I'm not 100% on exactly how they do everything, but it's not my business how they run their business. Um, but what I do love is the ethos they have around their people and how when I, whenever I see them, everyone's smiling. And it's not fake smiles, it's real smiles. I believe that those people enjoy going to work and they enjoy their job. And I think that's testament to the owners, to the directors, to the senior teams, and to the employees themselves. It's a cultural thing. Um, so yeah, so I feel very, very strongly about that. And that's what we're trying to embed through our organization. It's more costly, absolutely. I can make a shitload fucking more money if I didn't run my business like that. I promise you I can make a shitload more money. And we probably would have less employee I'm going to use the word headaches, but they're not headaches. I just can't think of a better description. But it's important to put your people first. And the right tasks, the right way of doing things is normally always the hardest way. And I think that's true in life in general. The right way of doing stuff is the hard way. It's one of the hardest ways. It's easy. It's, it's like... Um, if you want to, I don't know, let's say, if you want to, um, let's take money, 
It's always, it's always a go-to. If you want to have money, it's much easier to go and rob somebody. It's much easier to go and rob somebody than it is to go out and graft and work to earn the money. If you want to have a nice car, it's far easier to go and steal one than it is to earn the money to buy one. It's those kind of things. Um, and I think that's you know part part of the the journey that you know the 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 right way of doing things and getting there like that is is the hardest. Enough said. I'm very conscious of time. I've just taken 20 minutes. I'm just gonna set a new timer so I don't run over. Um, yeah, so I guess where, where am I finishing my week now? So I'm I'm very much working at the moment, I'm I'm working with a with about three different roles, which is a reduction of what I was doing, so I'm pleased with that. I'm um, running marketing in the attraction division, so I hold the marketing manager hat, it's over there, um, for the attraction division, which means I run a marketing team, including a marketing coordinator, a couple of marketing assistants, and we look after the entire attraction division. I sit now below Lauren, so Lauren is effectively my boss, um, she uh, has meetings and will be having meetings with myself and with the sales director and the finance um, and we'll be, we'll be marrying up exactly what we'll be doing and specifically with sales, marketing, sales, we work quite closely together and operations and Laura will control those meetings and I will sit there and I will be the underling effectively, it's probably not the nicest word, but the underling and, and, and Laura will be my boss and in that environment I absolutely respect that and that's how I operate as Lauren with my boss, with, with her as my boss. Um, she can't fire me, but that, that is the position. And it won't last forever. We will bring in a marketing manager. That's probably one of our next steps, and I will step away from that role altogether, which I'm really looking forward to. So if you're, if you're out there at the moment, if you're watching this, you want to be a marketing manager, um, you think you can bring great value to our business, um, you want to work in the attraction division, you want to run a team of, I think it's four, four people, um, and work across you know, that entirety, if you want to run the budgets and all that kind of stuff, drop me a message, more than happy to have a conversation about bringing somebody in as marketing manager. Um, it's that simple to get a job working in one of our organizations, just drop me a message, say, hey, I'd like to come and join you, love to have this role, this is the benefit I can bring, this is the value I can bring, this is why I think I'd be great at it, this is why you should employ me. Boom, job done, start on Monday. Um, well, Tuesday, have Monday off and do four day weeks. Um, <laughs> so so that's, that's how easy it is, it's not fucking complicated. Um, I also hold the CEO hat. Now the CEO hat is, is encompassing the wider picture, so that's me being Lauren's boss. It gets a bit complicated and confusing, but Lauren and I work it out. Um, so I just let her run that division. If she needs my help and support, my job is to give the support and the tools and anything she needs to do her job, and I let her get on with it. And then I'm concentrating on the other divisions. So that brings me, I guess, back to my sort of semi-entrepreneurial style, um, semi-fucking massive entrepreneur style. Um, and I'm, I'm really now starting to put together 50 more media. I'm doing that with Emma, I'm doing that with Paul. We've got another three weeks, I think, of like just pulling stuff together, formatting. Then we've got uh, two weeks of um, prepping for a new show, which I'm really pleased about. We've got the show ready. Um, I've got the paperwork done. I've got contracts in place with the show presenter. Uh, we, we're just starting to build the first 10 episodes, sort of like the first series, if you will. Um, I spoke to them today, so that was good. And that's going to start filming, um, or it's going to start recording at the 
end of September, I think, the, uh, sorry, the end of August, last week of August. So the first show should come out the first week of September. So really looking forward to that. Um, we've got our event division. That's taking a little bit of a hiatus, or it's, it's, it's kind of just really figuring out its position. And I'll probably talk more about that in the weeks to come. Um, but I'm gonna have a little bit more time to spend there. And I want to really now start moving the, the rebranding in of the Campbell Group assuming that's still what we're going to do, um, and really starting to scale outwards, to diversify and scale outwards, um, to work with more businesses. I don't, quite know how it's going to, I don't quite know how that's going to look. I had a very clear idea in my head, and what I thought was going to happen is not really transpiring exactly as I thought, and that's quite regular, that's quite common. And the great thing about being an entrepreneur is the adjustability. Adjustability, adaptability. Fuck me, what, what am I on tonight? Is my adaptability because, you know, we do spin on a sixpence, we change very quickly, we're, we're organized like a startup so we can, you know, we can move extremely fast. Um, and therefore we can adapt and we can, um, adapt um, to other companies, to the way they work, to, to support and help scale that growth. Um, because I've got some plans, and this is where I'm going to leave it this week. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to drop what might be for some people an absolute bombshell for others. They might have heard it before. But I have got a plan. I, I did speak last week about uh, how hard my week was because like, the week before was so tough. It's one of the toughest weeks I've had in a long time. And I had to feel a little, I felt a lot of pain from that at the beginning of this week. But I dug deep and I pushed through and I really, really went for it. And the reason I was able to do that is because my why is really, really strong. Um, and I truly believe in it. And it is a really strong why. And it's not just a singular why. I actually have three, possibly four, you could argue, very strong whys. Um, they all feed back into kind of my fundamental belief system and, and how I think that, you know, we are, as individuals, our job, everybody's responsibility is to better the world and the environment and the, um, I guess the area, the country, as the society we live in, our jobs are to better the, better the society we live in. And however we can do that is only going to improve the society we're in. It doesn't matter how small it is. If everyone does that, society will improve. Um, so that's a really strong why for me. And at the moment, I deliver it as best as I can through our employee side of things. And I'm learning. I'm learning all the time in terms of how we do stuff. So um, I'm going to drop this bombshell. Right now, the Prime Minister's just, just quitting um, and they are resigning. And obviously they're about to start you know, the, the, the elections for, for a new Prime Minister internally, obviously see, see who's going to, going to take over. If I threw my hand in the ring for Prime Minister now, I think I would make a really bad Prime Minister. I think I would make a really bad Prime Minister because I've not studied the area enough, because I've not spent enough time in that world, because I don't think I fundamentally understand some of the pressures and some of the hardships and some of the challenges that are faced. And I don't think I've quite learned enough to put me in the best position possible. I think my why would be strong, but I think the execution I would take would not be strong enough. Um, however, 
in nine years' time, I think I will make an excellent Prime Minister. It's a big call, I know. Um, although I would say the bar's probably not very high at the moment. <laughs> um, so I think a lot of us could say that. So in nine years' time, when I'm 48 years old, I think I will make a really, really good Prime Minister. And I think I could do a lot of good, and I think I could really help to shape the country along with lots of other MPs and lots of civil servants and lots of specialists and lots of people that understand the NHS and the problems, education and the problems, um, uh, you know, finances and the problems and, and everything that encompasses that. And I truly believe that I can make the, the country a better place for people to live and a place that people really are proud of and aspire to be, and they really want to be here, they really want to help grow society, really want to help one another. And I, I fundamentally believe that very, very deep. And that's a big why for me. And that's one of the reasons why I, I do what I do now, because I, what I want to, what I'd love to do, is shape the next nine years, continuing, continuing to build the businesses that we're building, continuing to develop the heritage attractions, continue to expand into other areas, into other businesses, into other industries, and get a much wider, a much bigger breadth of understanding of our country and what makes it tick and all the different areas. And I feel that actually doing that through business is a really good way of getting a, a great understanding from many, many different levels because I deal with people all day, every day at very different levels. So I want to continue to do that for the next nine years, and I want to build those businesses. And I've got this big, you know, this big plan to get to 100 million type of stuff. And we might get there, we might not, but you know, it's an aspiration. It's a figure I've plucked because it's a nice figure. If we don't quite get it, that's okay, but that's the direction we're going. The main thing is that we're profitable and we're scalable and we're sustainable and we can really look after our people and our customers. That's the core goal. Um, so I want to do that. And whilst I'm doing that, I want to take the step into politics. So I'm going to have to take a journey. I'd love to do it differently, but I'm going to have to take the journey through local politics, through local government, through moving my way through and getting eventually to a point where I can become head of the party and then I can drive forward at the appropriate election to get elected as prime minister. And then I can start work on really trying to better society. I know, sounds fucking crazy, right? And sometimes I say it, and I'm saying, I'm listening to myself talking now, and I'm like, oh, you're fucking nuts. You're absolutely fucking crazy. Why would you want to be prime minister? And you can't get there. You've got no knowledge of politics or anything like that. You, were, you failed at school. You were classed as the guy that is most likely to go to prison. You got that right. Um, so, but I, I just think that I can do it. I think I do a good job. And when I say it to people, they laugh at me. And that has happened to me a lot throughout my life. And I still keep pushing forwards because my why is quite strong. And my why is to really help people and society and on a mass scale. Um, so yeah, that's kind of the bombshell for tonight. I'm going to push forward to try and run for Prime Minister in nine years. Um, 
I don't know whether I'll get there or not, uh, but that's what I'm going to push for. Um, I hope I can count you, but I'm not even going to say, I'm not even going to say it. I can't, do it. can't bring myself to it. Um, in the meantime, though, I'm going to continue to run the business. I'm going to continue to be who I am. Um, I'll still be a dick, so apologies for that. I don't mean to be. It is just part of my makeup. Um, but I know who I am, I know what I am, and I'm very open about uh, admitting that, and I can laugh at it as well, so I'm, I'm all right with that. That's it, brings me to an end. Um, I hope you've enjoyed it. Please do subscribe, please do share it. Um, if you think it's great, share it. If you think it's shit, share it. Um, <laughs> it's, just share it. Um, now, it's, it, it, it's good, but I do hope that if you, if you do like it, you subscribe, because then obviously the next episodes will come up um, without me having to post those stuff on social media. This has been episode 11 of Entrepreneur Life with me, Joel Campbell, and I am an entrepreneur.